0: Welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast, sponsored by Town & Country Harlow. State agents with myself, Stephen Espaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Dan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o. It's Mr Paul Evey. Thank you
1: very much indeed. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is episode number 297. And as always, a quick thank you to everyone who tuned into last week's show. Very grateful to you. Uh, this week, fairly quiet week to be fair. One of the more quieter weeks at the club in the last... Uh, few months and uh, a couple of years. So we're going to take a look back at that and also a quick roundup of what happened in yesterday's game as we recorded on Sunday uh, in the Northampton game. So without further ado, let's just crack on and as always we start with a word from our podcast sponsor.
0: Yeah, so our podcast sponsor, a town and country Harlow estate agents who cover London, Essex and Hertfordshire and are run by Orient season ticket holders and fellow fans and have already helped dozens of people move home with the help of the podcast and the best bit is they offer all O's fans and staff a hefty discount from their already competitive fees. So, if you're thinking of selling your property or just curious, save yourself a few hundred quid by keeping it in your own family and you can give them a call on 01279 88344 or 07528 471 497. Or if you're on social media, you can contact the team on Twitter. They can be found at TNC Harlow or massive O's fans, Charlie, who has previously been on the podcast, and works at Town & Country, can be found on Twitter, at Charlie underscore Paul, and don't remember, Town & Country, I'm having a nightmare tonight, they don't just sell houses, they change lives, absolute nightmare, Okay, (laughs) I think so.
1: (laughs) Fine. So, moving on then, to the supporters club, with an update, they're off to Carlisle, next Saturday, the 22nd of October, coaches are going to be leaving, at 7.30 in the morning, for a sharp three o'clock, uh, sorry, they're going to be leaving sharp at half past seven. So do not be late if you're booked on there for a three o'clock kickoff because that is one hell of a long journey. 43 quid for adults is the fare for that one. Concessions are 40 quid. Under 16s are 22 pound. And remember, they those prices don't include your matchday ticket. You need to buy that separately. To book on any of those trips, you can do it in the Supporters Club at a home game or call the travel line on 07507 five three nine five seven
0: nine lovely done I think there's tube strikes and rail round strikes, strikes all kinds of strikes on yeah. Saturday yeah. so that is a class way to get up there it's really cheap great deal there from the supporters club only one piece of AOB this week Mr Levy we've got to say a massive thank you from out Outlook Podcast Towers to Tommy Mann who sent us an email all the way from New Zealand who would have thought they got email in New Zealand <laughs> amazing stuff <laughs> thank you for your email Tommy amazing work getting your brother-in-law to switch his allegiances from Crystal Palace to Leighton Orient. What wow. an edge.
1: What a, what a step. And <laughs> uh, so, yeah, good to hear from you, Tommy, and hope you're well as well. And sorry, we haven't responded back <laughs> yeah. yet, but uh, we will do. Always good to hear from people wherever you are listening in the world. So let's move on then briefly to the week that was. Happy Monday, the 10th of October, a quiet day at the club with nothing to report.
0: Yeah, so to a Tuesday, the 11th of October, Buckingham Palace announced that King Charles's coronation will take place on Saturday the 6th of May 2023. So you might be listening again why on earth are these two chumps talking about King Charles's coronation. Well, it's the last game of the season. The Os are supposed to be going away to Bradford hopefully in a massive promotion party, maybe even a trophy lifting no, that'd be done at home in the last game of the season. Well, it, the it depends game. when you win it. It'll That's be completely oriented to go to Bradford <laughs> last game of the season. So, however, that day is still on for the fixture. Wouldn't surprise me if that one gets moved. moved. Yeah. Who knows, but just to let you know there is a clash. Imagine winning a title at Bradford City. What a place to do it. Yeah. Incredible. I I suspect that'll get moved to the Sunday. Uh, yeah, I think you're
1: probably right. Cuz yeah, a lot sure. of games get moved to the Sunday of the final game of the season. So we shall see. And I'm sure for those of you that are on social media, you'll know about that sooner, as soon as we do as well. So uh, also on Tuesday in the evening, in Orient 11, we're in action Away at Brentwood Town, the team lined up and there's some names in here that you probably won't be so familiar with. So we're really pleased to be mentioning uh, some of the other members of the youth team squad as well. Lenny Holden, Adam Thompson, Charlie Pegram, Zach Obiero, Shad Ogi, Harrison Sodji, Stephen Duke McKenna, Dan Nkrumah, Ruel Sotiriu, Jaden Wareham and Georgiou made the first um, outfield 11. Freddie Woodman, Ibrahim Davis and Clements Ash Karoma, Manny Natchi, and Sahid Nalo
0: made up the substitutes bench. You've done very well with some of those names. Lovely done. Good to see some names there who haven't played a lot of football at all. Stephen Duke McKenna. Yeah. When we last mm-hmm. saw him, got carried off for the uh, Papa Johns against yep. Sutton. So good to see him back. Dan and Yeah. Picked up a bad injury, didn't he? In pre season, it's a great team playing. So that's a fairly strong, strong team it's there. It was good a good, good, good run me. out.
1: Yeah, on, on a on a on a proper pitch as well, rather yeah. than an Astro turf. So mm-hmm. that's good. Well, the game ended two nil. With thanks to goals from Royal Satori and Harrison Saji. Not that the result is particularly important. It's more about getting minutes in these players. A surprise late substitution, as many might have seen on Twitter. As the gaffer, Richie Wellens, went for a run out late in the second half. So, fair play. Still got it. Amazing. Great video.
0: Great video. Well done to Gatsby for capturing that. Brilliant to see. So, good win there for the O's. Wednesday, 12th of October. Nothing much happening at the club, but... It was World Mental Health Day, uh, very important to everyone. And I it, it does some great work with mental health chalices, yeah. uh, with Martin Ling as well. So, you know, yeah. Uh, it, and it's okay to not be okay, but
1: just ask or speak to somebody and ask for a bit of help. Um, you never know what goes on behind the yeah. eyes. So if you are struggling for whatever reason, do get in touch with someone um and uh, and speak about it. It can it will help change your life. So let's move on then to Thursday, the thirteenth of October, and Friday the fourteenth. Quite a couple of days really. Nothing to report, so let's crack on yeah. to the main event of the
0: week. Yeah, so Saturday the fifteenth of October, the youth team were in action in the morning, had a fantastic result away in mm. Fulham. Mm, Ran premium. out three two winners thanks to the goals from Smith kawazi NATO And Clemens, I mean, that is well done, young O's. I mean, they were three one up, Um, and Fulham pulled a late goal back. But yeah, amazing result. They're going Mm, to Premier Premier League League club Cat One probably academy, turning them over amazing love that amazing really good to see well done the young O's. absolutely so the main event of the day was Northampton Town at home and as always on a
1: Thursday night before the game we run a Twitter poll to see how you think we're going to get on in this one we had 231 votes this week and 21% thought we were going to lose it 27% thought it would be a draw but an overwhelming 52% thought that we were going to win there's no shirking some people is there the form that we've been in the position that we're in overwhelming majority said, or just over half said
0: yes we're going to win this we spoke about expectation last week we did and about the ever changing and increasing expectations of we our did. fan base yeah. and it seems you know Northampton Town are no chumps correct a very good team turned us over Four at two. home 4-2 Six, 6 months ago not even not even one of the last games of the season and it could have been a lot more yeah big big team so great to see the confidence off the fan base but would that be justified I guess we'll find out there as we go. go through this one thanks, 2 o'clock thanks to everyone who, who did vote though much appreciated yeah really good really good obviously the more votes we get the more credible the poll becomes so the team announced mm. 2 o'clock with mm. Lance Vigour in goal uh, in the defence Tom James Omar Beckles down Happy, and Rob Hunt midfield Craig Clay Jordan Brown and George Moncur with Theo Archibald Paul Smythe and Aaron Drynan making up the 11 on the bench we had Sergeant Ogie Thompson Prattley, Duke McKenna to two of you and Charlie Carman, Yeah, that starting
1: 11 saw two changes to the side as Craig Clay and Jordan Brown came in to replace the injured Idris El Mazzouni and Darren Prattley, who dropped to the bench. For me, um, pretty much as expected, although obviously I'm question marking at the time why Darren Prattley's on the bench. I know Rich has talked about managing him. He's 37, not 27, although he feels like he's 21, apparently. So, you know, interesting. Um, but Craig and Jordan have come in for. Um, Darren Prattley and um, one of George Moncur or, or someone like that, and, and, and done very, very well. So it'd be
0: interesting to see how, how these guys do from the start. Yeah, I mean, there were lots of rumours on Saturday morning floating around social media that uh, Moncur, Moncur wouldn't play and Paul Smith started being rumoured as not playing. So the fact that it was only Idris and a surprising Prattley not playing, I thought, yeah. well, that's not as bad as what it could have been. Yeah, oh, I thought it might have been. Good to see Adam Thompson. Back, back in the squad, it yeah. means they've got two defenders and, no, and only two forwards, whereas we've had three forwards the last couple of weeks. <coughs> Wareham, a lot of questions about Wareham. We'll come on to Wareham in the post-match tweets where that becomes more relevant. Good to see Duke McKenna mm-hmm. on the bench as well. Um, I thought Kelman may have got the nod over Dryanen for this one. Obviously Dryanen started last week for the first time this season in the league mm-hmm. over Kelman. Mm-hmm done alright Doncaster I thought you may have seen Kelman come back into the team but surprisingly trying to keep his uh, place we'll say however on the flip side for Northampton Sam Hoskins missed out big relief to see that he's mm-hmm. been on fire this season and they struggled without him so yeah. I think both teams were missing some pretty big plays but overall I was pleased with that at 2 o'clock cool uh, we had a number of tweets that came in um, giving
1: their views. D Jimmy Stevens said, is the Prattley change enforced if he's on the bench? El Mazzuni is a big miss today, but love that Clay and Brown improves. But but love Clay and Brown improves every time I see him. Yeah. It's an interesting point.
0: Great point. The Jimmy Stevens, welcome to the podcast. Not yeah. a Twitter handle I recognise. I've seen yeah. a lot of new Twitter handles this season so far. And this week in particular. Great stuff. Yeah. Keep them coming. R Coral, 1972. Well, we saw last week when changes were made to the midfield, how it didn't look good in the middle of the park. So not entirely hopeful about today. Yeah, L underscore Walsh underscore
1: said still a strong lineup. How long is Idris out for? Hoskins is injured, which is fantastic for us. It certainly was.
0: Yeah. All right. So the match kicked off at a very busy Brisbane Road. I got there about ten to three. Outside the away uh, entrance, packed, massive queue still to get in. Really and busy, busy. Brisbane Road It was also International Day It was Not heard much On that from the club I'm sure we will In the week Coming up Interesting to see How International Day Is done If it's performed How it was supposed to As it was Second place O's Taking on The team One place below them Northampton Town Who are looking To bounce back From surprising bounce Consecutive defeats. Mm. So lots to play for Yep uh, Three minutes Into this game
1: A quick break For Northampton Saw the ball Played across the area Ball came to Kawiki on the edge Of the box but his shot went past the post.
0: Decent chance decent for them early shot, on. Yeah. Good little uh, player, Kawiki. Had Him and Archibald had quite a good battle yeah. early on. Theo would beat him, and he'd beat Theo back uh, Yeah, back and forth there. 11th minute, Pinnock had a shot, which was deflected for a corner, and two minutes later, his glancing header went well wide. I've got to say, the first 10-15, all them, they, they, they were winning the first balls. They were a bit sharper than us. We looked very, uh, what's the word? call first 15 couldn't get near them they just seemed to have that extra bit of energy fair
1: enough fast forward then to the 23rd minute a long throw saw the ball come to Smith Paul Smith on the edge of the box but his shot went over the bar smashing a light in the south stand I think
0: he might have actually broke the, proper broke the light you heard it like clink really yeah. hope no one got injured off the shards of glass no like I don't think there. that's much of fell down but you heard it like bust but yeah, uh, unlucky there there was a every time he got the ball yesterday especially when he was lined up to shoot as a Gasp of anticipation following his six last week. <laughs> Fortunately for that one, wasn't to be. Two minutes later, though, clever corner move by the O's. Saw a cross come in from Theo Archibald and deflected onto the onrushing Beckles. But he saw it too late and the chance was gone. Yeah, yeah. two minutes after that. The O's were going into the game,
1: growing into the game now. And Paul Smith had a first-time effort which went worldwide.
0: We, at this point now, we were starting to win the 50-50s. We were losing and the crowd were getting louder, more supportive. We were starting to get on top and you felt... If a goal was coming, it was going to be an Orient goal. So starting to really like turn the screw on him. Half hour, Mark Aaron Drianon done a really clever back kill. Released Theo Archibald, but his cross was well plucked out of the air by Burge. Starting to get at them. really like Our pace was starting to cause some problems with Theo and Paul Smythe and Moncur they have started to get on the ball a bit more, and mm. run at them, and they didn't like it at all, on the in defence. Good. They're, they're probably used to being the
1: aggressors. Yeah. So having it given back to them um, is, is probably, they're not used to it. 36 minutes then, a quick counter-attack, saw Aaron Drinan release George Moncur through the middle, and after a good run, he took a touch too many, and the ball went out for a goal kick. I have to say, I've noticed that we do try and walk the ball into the goal at points. Not every time, but I feel that there are some times where it's just like, just shoot. There's a sight of goal, just shoot. Test yeah. the keeper. Be ready for the for the push out because keepers don't tr- aren't trained anymore to catch and hold the ball unless it's in the air. They parry. It's the, I I don't understand that. Um, so someone can get on the end of it but just have the shot make the keeper work maybe his wrists will be like Papi and Mache and they'll just snap and the ball will go past it you, you just don't know but we try and be too clever we try and walk the ball into the back of the net and you just don't need to do that all the time
0: I don't know if, if, if that chance is on the extended highlights but Moncur literally runs half the pitch right and he and he gets to the last defender and he he looks up and he the shot is on but as opposed to shooting he takes one touch and, and then Miscontrols it and it's oh. gone. He was unlucky. Yeah, that was a good run, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm surprised Moncola didn't take the shot on from there. So let's skip forward into the 40th minute. Rob Hunt intercepted a loose ball, won a free kick, and a really dangerous place just on the edge of the box. Up steps Hunt James, and again, once James is getting himself over a free kick, you can feel the excitement in the crowd. People think he's going to put this in the top corner. Yeah, it's a good free kick up and over the wall, but Burge. Fairly comfortably punched the ball away for a corner.
1: Yeah, good save that and good free kick. From the resulting corner, another clever routine saw Theo Archibald get a cross in, which Dan Happy got to at the back post, but his header glanced off the top of the crossbar and went out for a goal kick. You can't help but think that if he did it wasn't his fault, but if your if luck's on your side, that kind of falls to the middle or the lower part of the crossbar and, and Dryan touches yeah. it in, for example, or he gets it two inches lower,
0: three inches lower and it goes in off the underside there of the were part. two really in the first half really clever corner moves we spoke about the first one where Beckles just missed it that one was really clever where Moncurve standing, takes the corner Brown standing fairly close to him and Archibald's behind him and the first one Moncurve was talking to Brown to say are you ready and everyone just thought the pass was going to Brown and he completely bypassed Brown and got the ball to Archibald and no one was near Archibald it was quite clever and that one was really clever as well so they'd obviously Been listening to our podcast last week where we're talking about how poor the corners have been. Yeah, because those corners were excellent, and there's one coming up in the second half where they do something different, but it works a treat again. So really good to see some of the corner routines that the club were doing. Glad to be helping out. Absolutely, Rich. Yeah, Rich Paul, give us a shout, mate. Any time. Two minutes of additional time played out. No further action to talk about as the halftime whistle went with the match goalless. Yeah, first half, like I said, grew into that one. Took about twenty minutes to really get into, but once we got past that stage, we looked. Like the aggressor, and if any team was going to take the lead, it was going to be us.
1: Mhm. Whopping attendance announced at eight thousand seven hundred and sixteen. That's an amazing amount. Well done. Twelve hundred and fifty away fans at a sold-out allocation for them. So
0: they clearly came ready, willing, and able. Well, the match was sold out. So that now suggests that they're counting by people winning the ground yesterday. Not necessarily. The, the match was sold out yesterday. Was it an actual sellout? Yeah. According to the club. But you can only... you. Can, but don't forget,
1: it's a sellout, but you can't have 15% in the in the East End, which is about
0: 450 people. Possibly. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I took that as the amount of people in the ground. We will see. Mr Levy's still not convinced. No, nope, not by a country mile. <laughs>
1: the second half kicked off, no no subs for the O's, and just 15... Uh, sorry, just four minutes into the half, Northampton were down to just 10 men, as Ben Fox received a straight red card for a late challenge on Craig Clay to the disbelief of the Northampton bench and their manager got a
0: yellow card for it. I don't know what the fuss is about. I've read all day long, two-footed, late, Stud straight in front of the referee. Right. What do you think you're going to get for that? Like, Even I thought he's going to get it ready. And, and the ref pulled it out really quickly. It's been interesting to see or hear the Northampton manager's reaction. He, he's in
1: utter disbelief that that's a red card.
0: A terrible he said,
1: Never in a million years is that a red card.
0: Terrible challenge. And Richie Wellington said something similar in his post-match. He, didn't think he, was, he said right? he'd be disappointed if his played got a red card. I'm very surprised. Surprise, like what
1: that. do they know that we don't then? That. He
0: was reckless because he lun-
1: he'd lunged. He wasn't in control. His studs were showing and he's cleaned Cra- uh, Craig Clay out. The fact that Craig Clay isn't rolling around feigning injury... But Craig Clay is, was down though. ...is to Craig's credit. Yeah, he went down because he's been clattered. But the fact that he's then got up is credit to Craig. The guy's been red carded. Like, if you're not injured, just get up and crack on.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't get it. No, um, a clear red for me. You uh, tweeted Specsavers earlier. So there was a video of the challenge with a Northampton fan saying, can someone explain to me well, how this was a red? The interesting part about said fan's
1: vid- uh, video and tweet was that he'd slowed the footage down to, like, really, really slow. So yeah. you could literally see it being a red card. Yeah. And he's like, How's that a red card? And I tweeted back saying You said Spec Savers. Specsavers, can you help this fan out here? And they just literally came back and said no. Amazing. <laughs> if Spec Savers can't help you, fella, then I don't know what to say.
0: Amazing. So yeah. he owes basically had forty minutes to play against ten men. So let's go forward to the fifty fifth minute. Another clever corner routine came to Tom James this time on the edge of the box. He had a long range shot. Burge done well parried the save down low again really clever corner move again between yeah. Moncur Brown and Archibald they thought it was going to go to Archibald this time and they just played it past them straight into Tom James decent effort loving the corners please more of that. It's great to see yeah we haven't
1: seen the creativity like that in, certainly not last season but who was it that came in Danny what's his face under Ross he came in um, he didn't last for very long uh, I can't think what his was oh the assistant was. manager yeah know. Danny Sender Yeah, that was the last time we had some credit. yeah and they had a really amount. good
0: pre-season on it and then they got into the season and they didn't do anything they did it early yeah, stages and then it petered out yeah.
1: people don't take enough advantage of these set pieces in my opinion um, Northampton broke away in the 55th minute, so just uh, a moment later, the ball uh, came to Pinnock on the left,
0: but his powerful shot was well saved by Lawrence Vigorou. Done well worry, it, And Northampton was still a threat. Pinnock, I think, is a great player at this level. Mm-hmm. He scored an unreal free kick against us uh, back in that 4 2 defeat. He looked like if anyone's going to grab their goal, it looked like it was going to be Pinnock. Good save there from Vigorou. An hour then, Mark. Nearly a free goal for the O's as Jordan Brown closed down the ball, fired off him, only to narrowly go wide of the post. That looks really close. Um and we you know, we've seen some freaky goals. straight strang seeing yeah, that one there. Absolutely right. Sixty
1: five minutes. Theo Archibald had a weak effort off target and a minute later George Monco had an effort that went well over the bar. Shouldn't be doing that.
0: Yeah, we got Saki into uh, We got into a few Archibald. decent positions during this game and the, the finishing was disappointing at points. there was one that we're not even gonna mention on uh in this, where Theo Archibald, pulled the ball up beautifully for him, and he just like, air kicked it, and went flying, completely missed the ball, Shame. missed the ball in the second half, 70th minute, then five minutes later, Pinnock was booked, for time wasting, I got to say, Northampton manager, would agree with me, so will Northampton fans, I thought the ref, had an outstanding game yesterday, red card was spot on, any they were trying to time waste, the ref was like, come on, come on, keep it Good. going now, he let a few things go, as well, he let it, played a few advantages, where should have been played, and every time they were, uh, Something housing around. He was like, no, come on. Let's get going. And I think he booked two or three of their players. Was good. So, Pennett, yeah, got booked. Love it. Love I to see it. I noticed
1: none of ours did as a first. <laughs> yeah. One in four to one in 13 that we're not getting booked. That's good. Um 78 minutes on the clock. Then Paul Smith went close as he drove at goal from the left. His low-swerving shot was well parried by Burns. Decent shot, that. And it was a good shot. 79
0: yep. minute First change for the O's is Charlie Kelman came on for Craig Clay, and shortly after, Stephen Duke McKenna came on for Tom James. But at this point, Tom James was pretty much being pushed up into midfield to try and find a way, so it wasn't like he was coming on for right-back, he was coming on to get into that midfield position. But Duke McKenna is
1: that utility guy that can play at right-back, right-mid, centre-mid, yeah, right-wing. Right yeah, he is that utility guy. One final change for the O's in the 87th minute is Royal Sotiriu came on
0: for Theo Archibald. I didn't really understand this substitution again. I've said it loads on the podcast. I'm not going to say it again in in too much of a fact, But to you it's if you're going to play him, play him in the middle. Yeah. And that what happened then at that point, point, Richie speaks about it. You got Satiro on the left. The team becomes massively disbalanced because the shape of it's gone. Yeah. Because you got centre forward in a left forward position. It just went. That was a point where I was like, All right, this is going to be nil now. Yeah. Because it's gone. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So five minutes of additional time were awarded. And straight away, Odemayo was booked for time wasting. Again, he seems to take like a minute, like, tapping around trying to look for the ball for the throw in. And then you're like, mate, it's literally behind you. Ref was like, no, booking him. <laughs> that was it for talking points, though. As the match threatened. So it was a late challenge, and the match threatened to erupt into a brawl. A few players started pushing each other. It looked yeah. like it was going to kick off. Yeah. The ref basically just blew the full time whistle. So before it could kick off, both management teams were in to split it up before it even began. What was it? it about? A potential. Just a late challenge, and it was a bit like. A bit of fisticuffs. So a bit weird because I think people thought the free kick would be taken. The kind of full-time whistle went under the radar a little bit and then the management teams ran on and people were like what's going on? And it became clear the full-time whistle had gone. So confused sets of fans applauded probably both teams off the pitch. You could tell Northampton Town were relieved with that one. Again another team of come to Brisbane Road and celebrating a point like they've won the bloody league. Well they're down Again, to 10 men. It's always harder against big, 10 result, men. big result. Big for result for them. Yeah. So Uh, After the match, Dave Victor spoke to Richie Wellens, so thank you to Dave for sending this over. As this interview isn't currently on YouTube, and Richie actually gives quite a good analysis of the game and some injury updates, we thought we'd play this one in its entirety. So here is Dave Victor talking to Richie Wellens.
2: Just how hard it is sometimes to play...
1: Uh, sorry, one second. We'll restart. Now. Richie,
2: thanks for joining us. That second half demonstrated just how hard it is sometimes to play against ten men, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, our supporters, our
3: bench were quite happy when he got sent off. Um, I didn't quite feel like because I didn't think that the game needed to change. I thought we was a team more dominant, looking looking more likely to score, and then it just changes people's mindset that we have to go win the game, and it gives them something to. So, um, to hold on to whereas before that I thought that they had come to win the game so it was quite positive um, but after the first 10 minutes where we, we played in front of them too much um, I thought it was really good positive we just need to make better decisions in the final third and, and show that little bit more composure to get to get better chances and to score goals but um, overall really pleased the team worked really hard just a little bit frustrating a little bit disappointed because our fans were tremendous today we've not got the win
2: John Brady, disappointed with the decision for the red card. How did you see
3: it? I didn't see it at the time. I just looked at it's He's harsh. Um, he's probably just gone over the, t- the, the top of Craig a little bit, but he's won the ball. For me, I'd be very disappointed as well if he was my player.
2: seems to be a, a match play between two very good teams. No, oh, they, they missed out on, I think, it was a goal last year.
3: So um, we played them with two, with, with two home games to go last year. They beat us 4-2. We were very, very good in the game, but got beat 4-2 and looked a little bit, Powder puff at times. Today we never looked like that. We the first ten minutes was our fault. We played in front of them too much because we thought was we would, we would play two strikers. But everybody's changing now when they play us. So they decided to go with one striker and a ten. Um, and Fox blocked that little area that we wanted to play through. He, he blocked it well first ten minutes. But then once we decided to miss that press out, we was the, the, the whole of this. The last half an hour, the first half was played in their half, and then we come out second half. We start in the same vein, and we're the only team that's looking likely to score and win the game. But um, obviously, then it changes, and it's not easy. We do need to get better. We do need to get better because we need to be, we need to just move the ball quicker, have pictures before the ball has come to us, and then when we get in the areas where we want to get our exciting players in, we just need to see the right pass and get the, the weight of the pass and the angle of the pass right.
2: Having so much possession in recent games, not getting the goals.
3: Yeah, and, and, and again, that's up to us to if teams are prepared to drop off then that's up to us to open up the chances um, you know it's really difficult when you uh, when you you know 10 minutes ago you're thinking try and keep as many tacking players as possible but then within that frame they have to be disciplined and at times we're a little bit you know running into each other not, not enough structures when we had the, the previous 15-20 minutes before Ruel went on before Kelman went on um, you, you try and get Kelman on because he's got a goal him. Ruel's been training really well we've probably got too many strikers that are training really well and it's influencing my decision at the moment but from now on you know we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna stick to the same structure but just change the personnel and not change the shape of the team because I thought the last five or six minutes just drifted away from us
2: You made two changes to the starting eleven were they
3: both forced on you? Yeah, it is obviously done his hamstring um and Darren Prattley's been ill, so um also Jaden Wareham was ill. He's been ill all week, so hence he didn't make the squad. Hopefully he's trained a little bit today before the pitch, so hopefully he's over that and he can play Tuesday. Pratt will come back in on Tuesday. Um it'll be a little bit longer. Could he be available for the trip to Carl? Um, he might be. He might
2: not. Any other injuries picked up?
3: Um, No Obviously Duke's come back in And and Tomo's come back on the bench It was just the illness We've had quite a few illnesses This week And obviously Idris We had to bring him off At half time last week Carlisle
2: are doing well I think they've moved
3: up to 6th now It was really early Um, You know If you'd have told us um, After the Barrow game That we're not going to win in 3 games We've only lost one game But when you Don't win in 3 It it feels like You put a bit of a damper on it Um, But we've played against teams that have changed the way that they play against us and we just need to become better this is a marathon not a sprint and it's up to us to improve and we'll, and we'll do that
2: and nearly 9,000 at Brisbane Road I think it's probably the biggest crowd since the O's have got back into the league no,
3: brilliant brilliant. and I'm, I'm to that we didn't get a winner we should have, we should have found a way to score um, our set plays were good today we obviously hit the bar from Dan Hart Beck he's had one of the back, back steps. so um, we'll, like I've always said we're a work in progress we are in a tr- terrific position um, and it's important when you when you play these games that you don't lose. Obviously, we're desperate to win. Um, we've got a game coming up against another team that is in and around the playoffs. And we, we, we go there, we, we're going to try and win the game.
2: And before that, it is Chelsea. I think there's four clubs in the group, all on three points. Yeah, we need to we need to win the game either
3: outright or on penalties to go through. And it's a tournament that, because everybody's training really well, people need games. Um, so it's a tournament that we want to go, go through and get to the next round. Good luck. Thank, Thank you. you.
1: So thanks very much, Dave, for sending uh, that to us, and uh, also good to hear from Richie. You know, there's a lot of honesty in that as well. Like we need to do better. Going to change the way he put sets the team up, rather than changing when you need to change the personnel but keep the shape yeah, they, they all know exactly where they're going to be I thought we were doing that anyway to be honest because it makes sense because then everybody knows a piece of the jigsaw where everybody is at any given point so it shouldn't come as a surprise or a shock oh he's out there I thought he was going to be there it just gives
0: it a little bit more of a system and a structure I love the poker uh, face tournament which he seems to be playing with Dave Victor every week where Dave will ask him a question and Richie won't give him an answer That's so, right, so like, Idris back next week he might be he might not be yeah I, lo- I love but, it. But that's I right, though. It. Yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise,
1: Carlisle will start listening. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. oh, well, Richie's told their club, Blah da da Yeah, yeah so, interesting. Interesting. Uh, stuff. Unless he just pulls a bluff and says, yeah, he'll be back, and then he's not.
0: He'll pull a bluff, yeah,
1: he'll be bluffing Or way. he says, no, he's not, and then he is. So, yeah, keep him guessing. It's not for us to to help the opposition with their scouting. Yeah. Uh, so, my views, I wasn't there yesterday, but would have taken a draw uh, before the game. And I think when I was on the Cobbler's... Uh, podcast in the week I said that my heart said a 2-1 win but I think my, my
0: head said a score draw I got the draw right it was what, just when you said we were gonna win I was like what are you doing you must know by now not to go on any opposition podcast and say we're oh, only going to win well Come I had on to because they were going for the draw <laughs> I had to be uh, Billy Big Potatoes didn't I but look
1: the positive is we haven't lost we've got a clean sheet yeah. we're still second in the league we've only lost one like Richie said we've only lost one game all season ok the last three games haven't been great but then out of the other 13 games in the earlier part of the yeah. season you look at some of those games and we've said it before there were games that we didn't deserve to win that we won there were games where it's like if we play like this more regularly someone's going to turn up and absolutely steamroll us that hasn't happened thank God yet and it probably won't happen Um, but nonetheless the the, the writing was on 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 the wall there for me and we need to be more clinical we need to be better with decisions Uh, we had a lot to the ball we didn't really create enough clear cut cut chances some great crosses at times from Theo Archibald um, but no one on the end of it Um, you can't you can't expect to be peppering their goal from 25, 30 yards out. I know I've said earlier that we can't keep walking the ball in, but when you've got an out-and-out striker like Drynan they're lurking and Ruel Satoru coming on later, you need to play to the player's strengths and and just them reducing us to pot shots from however far out. But then credit to Southampton, they made us do that. Southampton? Northampton, sorry. (laughs) Credit to Northampton. They're a tough side. And I think it's fair to say when most teams go down to 10 men, it's harder to beat them when they've got than when they've got 11 on the ball. Um, so it's not all about what we didn't do. It's about what Northampton did well. And they're clearly a high calibre, high yeah. quality, good side. They were in this situation last year. They're no mugs. Um, and they set up to stop us turning them over. Uh, and they did that very, very well. From what I did see of the game, barely tested their keeper. And Lawrence who didn't really have that much to do either. Look, it's frustrating, but it's really not the end of the world, so um, it's um, on to the next one, really, um, and it's only game 13 of 46.
0: It sure is, we've missed out the league table, um, so we if did. anyone listens, yeah, we've now played, uh, we still second, played 13, won 9, drawn 3, lost 1, goal difference of plus 13, 30 points, Stevenage drew away a Ginnigan, think, it's they, oh, they, yeah. they should they should have won, they had a glorious chance to uh, yeah. nick the game, so didn't take it, so... Lee Table second, those are Paul's views. My view, yeah, decent game, tough opposition. Again, for me, it's all about the um, expectation. I would have taken a point last week against Donny, and I would have taken a point against Northampton Town. I think as long as we beat the teams who we should be beating and give, mm. and don't lose to the teams who are around us, I think we'll be right. I mean, they, they came to us in April last year, and they, like we said, turned us over massively. That wasn't a close game. Today, we were easily on par with them if not better. I mean, Paul Smith, always dangerous. I've got to say, Jordan Brown had a great game all over the pitch. I think he's definitely making a claim for Dan Pratley's shirt on a full-time basis this season. He won't outs this Idris when um, Idris is fit and he won't outs Moncur, but I think that Prattly shirt is now proper up for grabs from Estate. Brown was all over the pitch, everywhere, and done some great combination work with Archibald and Moncur on those corners that Dan Prattly hasn't done mm. from what I've seen. Theo Archibald, you've mentioned his crossing ability. He put in some And if there's a better crosser in League 2 than Theo Archibald, then I haven't seen him yet. Amazing crosses there. I thought Dan Happy had a really good game, actually, as opposed to Omar Beckles, who I thought had a really poor game. When Happy has the ball in possession, he's capable of playing a pass to the man on the wings and getting it to that man. Beckles played some very risky passes and some very slow passes, whereas Happy doesn't do that. Happy gets the ball out, picks it. And more accurately. Yes. A few times with Beckel yesterday we you're like, mate, can you be a bit quicker here? And there's a few corners where he literally had his hands all over the attacker. And you're like, mate, just get your hands off him because you might concede a penalty. So I've got to say, Happy was great. Beckel was not so good. Um, but all throughout the pitch, the final ball or the final shot just let us down. We were almost there at points but not quite there. Um, but I thought Richie got his tactics right but his subs were wrong at points, like I mentioned with Rourke. When he done that, the shape of the team went and... It was always going to be nil after that, but I've got to say I'm surprised at the amount of criticism Richie's got. Yeah. Post match, we're, uh, we're going to read out. We're going to read a lot of tweets, and there's a lot of criticism for Richie. I mean, as we sit here, we're second in the league, played thirteen, lost one, and no one's not open to criticism. But I was surprised at the volume of the criticism and yeah. how deep some of it was going for Richie. Yeah. Whereas, like, like right, take a step back and think about. What you're criticising and who you're criticising, and how far we've come in this short space of time. So, I'm surprised by that. We're going to mention an awful lot of criticisms. I think he's earned the right to have a bit of a buffer. Yeah, and he's always honest. If he was sitting here going, I've made the right decisions, I'm not sure what happened there, my players let me down there. But he's obviously gone, look, you know, he knows where he's gone wrong. He's always honest enough. And as long as he takes that as a learning curve, then that's a good point. Um, I say, raw on the left, not really for me. A lot of tweets coming about Harry Smith. Which is an interesting point now, because I don't think Harry Smith was the greatest player, but I think he was a player who offers you something different to what Drynan and Kelman offer you. If you're going to put balls in the box, which we have done at points yesterday, I know who I'd rather have in the box out of Kelman, Drynan, and Harry Smith.
1: You say he's not a great player, but he's still got double-digit goals for us last exactly. season. Exactly. And that was only pretty much half a season's worth anyway. Exactly. I mean, he wasn't without his injuries and his illnesses himself. Exactly, it's interesting so, points about Harry
0: Smith. A lot of tweets about Harry. Don't get Smith.
1: the hate for him either. I don't understand. He's six foot five, but he's not a good jumper. I, I never know, I find disagree. the He's boys... got he, scored,
0: he scored a few decent headers last season. Okay, but that doesn't make him a great jumper. No, but it makes him a more adequate jumper than someone who's much smaller than him. Who, yeah. Who doesn't score with a head as often? Interesting points about Smith. That will obviously come on to, you. but all in all, for me. Another point, it was important not to lose that one, Correct. I felt, and we didn't, but we have to build on the great start that we've had. And I think I've learned now from having Kent Tee on this podcast numerous times and whether we've won when he's been on or he's lost. Is he always goes, right, that's a singular game. I always look at it block by block. I think he looks at it in blocks of six from O'Reilly where he'll go, right, this was the last six. So I look at it in terms of how we've done by a six. So I'm still very happy with where we are yeah mm-hmm. can we do better yeah we always can yeah but I'm still not going to overly criticise Richie for subs or tactics where yeah. we should have maybe gone for the jugular maybe against weak opposition he would have done however you're playing one of the best teams in the division and you don't want to over in case they catch you out I guess yeah exactly right so those were our views your
1: views and we had so much feedback after this match so thanks to everyone who took the time to send their views into our social media accounts which are still available for sponsorship if anyone's interested get in touch with us and again we will try and read out as many as we can and we're probably reading out more than we normally do but just because there's so many varied points interesting points as well but just because we're reading them it doesn't mean that we agree with them and Andy uh, thanks for sending your tweet in Or Meat Pie kicks off this week he says hard working but totally aimless going
0: forward with a real lack of quality sloppy against 10 men not good enough really yeah shrimpy underscore boy said incredibly frustrating result given the circumstances but the result we deserve after failing to test their keeper much very sloppy in possession all throughout the game with wayward passes and poor touches need to do better
1: oriented agree said it was poor archie on the right doesn't work yet is subbed and smith goes wide right monker was anonymous I'm really quite angry
0: about today. Yeah, very harsh criticism there, Ross McCaff. it's So poor performance for my money. Officially in a slump. Subs were baffling, and no changes until the seventy-eighth minute. And the side-to-side passing was infuriating. Mm. Where was the urgency? And I wouldn't be adverse. This was the. This had a big reaction. This one. Wouldn't it be adverse to seeing Vigaru have a spell on the bench? He's making me very nervous. Now you had me at
1: side-to-side <laughs> and <backwards> passing. <laughs> lost me at Lawrence Vigrou and Ross you're going to have to explain that one mate because I couldn't disagree with you more uh, every keeper has a mistake in them at times Lawrence has given away three penalties yeah. this season he's redeemed himself on two of those three occasions his kicking is good his distribution is good his his point blank range his point blank saves are good um he's arguably one of if not the best keeper in the division um, certainly, in the top three, um, so yeah don't agree and i'm I'm pretty sure many fans don't agree i'm so, I saw many fans didn't agree with that, so yeah, an interesting one there um, and I don't think we're officially in a slump either because we haven't lost we' only lost one game in thirteen so i don't I don't agree on that, but an interesting perspective and you're entitled fully entitled to your opinion, Joe Jessner sixteen said genuinely, what is the point of Monker being in the team? The game was made for him and he just strode around next to the striker doing nothing at all.
0: Yeah, Dan Alton, two five nine oh. said poor result with all things considered. Wellins had a stinker. Couldn't have gone about playing against 10 men any worse than we did. They played within the width of the penalty area after the red card and we spent the entire half cutting inside from both wings. That's daft. And what's worse, after the red Cast, with all that possession, Rigby was easily the busier of the keepers. Northampton played well and deserved their point, but that isn't good enough from us against 10 men for a whole half. Must do better. We move on. Yeah,
1: Evie Stark said, Why isn't Wellens giving Wareham a go? He seems to have his favourites, and Jaden isn't one of them. He's already proved he can get goals at a time when our attacking line aren't up to finding the back of the net. I'd start next week. Interesting point. Well,
0: at this point, this... Richie's interview hadn't gone out so there's a lot Correct. of questions about where him. Richie said he's been ill probably we'll see him against Chelsea by the sounds yeah. of Richie's interview so we'll see interesting for next week though if Wareham is fit does he go and take one of the two defenders out now because he's not had Thompson available so he's only had Shad as a defender yes they had Shad and Adam Thompson and he yeah. only had two forwards so some big choices for Richie to make for Carlo, yeah. depending on fitness be interesting to see how we do that one? Orient underscore Eds it wasn't great. Ridiculous unforced errors with some of the decision-making very poor. Our crossing found nobody and the finishing was abysmal. But nonetheless, we did not deserve to lose. A point is a fair result. Alan Reeves too said,
1: frustrating that and unusual to say this season, but recently there has been a real lack of quality in front of goal. Ruel was garbage when he came on. Either play him up front or don't bother, to your point
0: earlier. Yeah, I agree with that many percent. Ryan Peanuts said, no plan B, both centre-backs on the ball too much. Not enough shots on goal. Easy second half for them, unfortunately. The midfield is really lacking with players missing. MS Orient said, Tempting to get Harry Smith back if you're going to play
1: hoofball. Enough balls in the box too with zero end product. To be honest, not good enough today, especially the players that stepped in.
0: LDP Kings said, Another wasted game with hardly any chances created. and An easy day for Northampton keeper, but with no goal scorer. Very worrying. Plenty for weddings to work out but respect the point. Stroud Green-O said,
1: so frustrating afternoon, poor subs from Wellens, and obviously this is the second week where people are saying yeah, the subs, substitutions yeah. are not right. Too many times we tried to take an extra touch instead of releasing it more quickly or getting a shot away. Monker particularly wasteful. Northampton deserve some credit though as they did play well with 10 men and will be up there. Yeah, I think people got
0: to realise Northampton are a good team. It's not one of the weaker teams in the Correct. division where you would have gone from. They've they yeah. got some good quality there and I think the fact that they got some good players may Richie off going for the jugular a yeah. bit more because if you go for broke and you end up losing instead of walking away with a point, you get nothing. Yeah, Casey Adams, LOFC. So today was Harry Smith's game. Most of their players were over five foot, ten, six foot. So why are we sent them out alone, I don't know. We have had it easy so far. Surely, need to keep a physical striker for when we come up against a physical side.
1: Steve Forecast said, My worry is that we don't seem to be able to score simple goals. We've had goals of the season.
0: But few tap-ins, and it is those that win the yeah, titles. Good point, never no yeah. it like that. Yeah, Dex Duda said another two points dropped. Two points out of our last nine available, and we are lacking goals in the side. Hope we don't turn into draw merchants like under Kenny Jacket. Not the end of the world, but three points is very much needed at Carlisle to end this in the games. Satoru was poor. Give Wareham a chance. I feel quite sorry for Satoru because like I said, like he's getting a bit caned, as he should do, because yeah. he was... Not great when he came on. But However, a position? centre forward, goal poacher, like instinct striker, he's not going to, I don't know what you're expecting from the left, he's not going to get you an assist by whipping in a cross. And he's not an Archibald. Archibald. He's not a like-for-like yeah. like
1: substitution. Freddie, LOFC, said it may sound silly, but I actually think that red card for them was actually a disadvantage to us. I, I'm inclined to agree. Like I said earlier, I think, teams play better with 10 than they do with 11 it's it's far less open I think we might have won if it was an open game but then sitting back for a whole half didn't help us at all
0: yeah it's true. Moddy Folly 2-2019 opportunity squandered against 10 men clear that we don't have a replacement for Elmis. we like the creative forward pushing central midfielder players have been a great servant but he's a bench player now Brown did well and is improving but we need more
1: quality yeah Daniel underscore D44 said so I think it's clear we need to have a plan B we relied on worldies, but we need to be able to score simple goals. I don't think we've scored one header from across this season. Today, inverted wingers meant we couldn't make the most of a man advantage, and I thought Brown was man of the match. So that's a reoccurring thing throughout these tweets. Brown being man of the match, Harry Smith, and we weren't incisive. And enough. where's Wareham? And yeah. And where's J- Jaden Wareham? Yeah. John
0: W. 999 is the poorest performance of the season. Attacking play felt very predictable on the state central attackers, completely anonymous and out of the game. What is plan B? Because playing against two banks of players is likely to be a common approach. and seems very effective. DSG said, toothless in attack.
1: Wellens took far too long with the substitutions. Clay and Drynan should have come off after 60 minutes. Thought Brown was outstanding and, in my opinion, should have got man of the match. We were out, housed
0: by after sending off, after the sending off. Poor. Yeah, when he says Fort Brown should have got man of the match, it went to Theo in terms of the sponsors man mm. in the match I think Brown walked out for me speno 0-1-1. So two top teams it was a really enjoyable watch we just needed that one mistake to get the three points but it never happened must remember what the score was last season and we are the real deal Doyle underscore Hooper it's a new one for me
1: welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast said it was frustrating we can't seem to get our best players into the game consistency, consistently sorry, and we lack ideas in the final third don't think we have the right striker for the system. Drinen was anonymous. Love Monco when he gets on the ball, but he doesn't look fit. Seems to drift in and out of games. Really missed El Mazzuni, who's been classed this season. Beckles and Happy are a quality pairing. We're in good a good place after 13 games. We just need to things to Sorry, I can't even talk. Just need things to click up top.
0: Yeah, a few uh, criticisms of George Moncler as well. I think Moncur yeah. might not have been fully fit for this one. Obviously, he came off, didn't he, uh, yeah. against Donny. And Richie said he had a few little niggles. Maybe he was playing at 60 70%, but maybe forced to play with or Miss Missing. Yeah. And again, the quality of the team we were up against. Yeah, Steve Chapman, four. So most importantly, we didn't lose. Always difficult trying to break down two banks of four who are only intent on defending will prove to be a decent point, I think. Bog Stollock said, The sending off affected us as they then part the
1: bus. We tend to overplay sometimes and our forwards never gamble. Twice their keeper spilt it and no one followed in. We put in crosses and no one is there. A Danny Johnson is needed. It's a fair comment because he is that poacher, but we've got that in Ruel.
0: Yeah, I mean... I know what he means. A Danny Johnson is needed. Yeah. Because he
1: would be on the end of most things because he's... He hovers and lurks around the oh, I think field. Kelman's
0: played that role really well this season. Obviously, Kelman wasn't playing as a centre forward when he came on, so yeah. I think it's a bit difficult to say that one. Orient Boy said we played better when it was 11 against 11, but still saw some sloppy passes. We were too slow in the build up and too intricate in and around the box. But overall, two decent sides. The subs added zero. Royal Satoru is not a winger. Drynan is not a nine. Need Howie Smith back as plan B sub for the games ending like these. Jordan Brown, man in the match. Pinnock was excellent for them. That's a very good performance. Yeah, that was a
1: difficult tweet. Well read. Apostolos Andre9 said, we never had the midfield players to play our usual penetrative passing. So the other option was to play down the wings and bang in a few crosses to our big number nine. Unfortunately, our big number nine is on the bench at Exeter, so we don't have a feasible plan <laughs> B. <laughs> Good tweet, pandemonium
0: 1881. in eighty-one. So frustrating is the word for the second week running. First fifteen was theirs, next fifteen was awful, and the final fifteen minutes was ours. Sending off changed the game, though, not necessarily for the better. They dropped very deep, but to be fair to the Northampton, they defended well, closed space and supply lines, and the onus was on us to open them up. But it wasn't easy. A bit better in the final third, and we'd have come away with three points. Annoying, but not lost any ground. Just need to get a win next week to get back on a good run. Bendy Bollard said, A point
1: and decent performance against the side that ripped us apart in April. Shows progress to me. Final ball was lacking at times and still relied too much on Smith to produce that bit of magic. But
0: second in the league is great and after last season's disappointments, we're doing just fine. I think that's a spot on tweet for me. I think that's probably the one I agree with most so far tonight. Paul Skinner, 88, said, honestly." That second half was poor. Gifted an advantage, and then try and pass through them all the time. Subs much too late. A fair few shots, but all miles off target. Yeah, shooting practice. I imagine will be on the radar this week. So yeah. some, As as much as we tested Burge at points, we fluffed quite a few yeah. smashing lights wide, like all over. The place. Up and over.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm sure Matt Harold has got that on his agenda. This coming week, Ted Talks Orient said, My gut feeling was that we weren't going to score today, even if they went down to nine men and we played until midnight. However, we're second with a game in hand on the leaders. What
0: a brilliant place to be. Like it so said, true. Steve DF once said no vocal point to our attack. Nobody wanted to take the shot. Must we always play Theo on the right and Smith on the left? Both constantly cutting inside. Surely a case for switching them and getting more width, especially
1: against 10 men. Penultimate word this week goes to Seb Kane, who said, have to say I'm happy with the point. After they went down to 10 men, I knew the game would be less open and their plan would change to absorb and counter. We were essentially trying to break down 10 defenders and I hate
0: playing 10 men for this reason. Good point, yeah. Yeah. Final word on Northampton Town at home. He goes to Samuel LFC, who said, "Well, I have taken a point before the game? Yes. Is it disappointing that we didn't win the game? Yes. That's football, though. Not a bad point against a team that will, in my opinion, get top three. But I thought Brown was excellent. My man of the match. So
1: thanks to everyone who sent their tweets into us. As always, do you agree or disagree with any of the tweets we've read out? You can let us know what you think. You can tweet us, we're at Orient Outlook on Twitter. If you're not on social media, we're Orientoutlook at on the emails. We're also on Facebook, we're uh, just search Orient Outlook Podcast. And on Instagram, you can DM us. We're orient-outlook-podcast. Underscore underscore Beautifully done.
0: So, the Carol Langley Florist Prediction League update. So, Carol Langley Florist, an established business. They're based in Chingford, and they specialise in bespoke flowers, sourced from the finest growers in the world, and they can do anything for you, from a simple thank you to tailored weddings or event packages. They're here to help. We actually had a really nice message forwarded from John to an yes. O's fans. For a delivery earlier this week. So John doing a roaring yeah. trade with O'S fans. So great to see the sponsorship working well. So to get in touch with John and their fantastic team of florists, you can call them on 0208-529-4130, or you can find the team on social media either on Twitter at Carol Langley E4, or you can find John at Essexbiz, which is double Z on Twitter. You can also find uh, the Florist on Instagram under Carol Langley Florist. And they are also on Facebook at Carol Langley Flores. And they offer 15% off to all O's fans and staff. And if you've got a big costs coming up with a wedding, bar mitzvah, anything like that, that is going to save you a hell of a lot of money. We had four correct predictions yesterday. So well done to O's fan basing, Andy Wobbs, Julian Cavi03, and C. Vlatas. Correctly predicted 0 0. They've got three points, meaning the top of the prediction league is unchanged. So you've got 13 points with David Lounder, 17, and that's all O's fan. 12 points, Lennon, 4 and Orient. It is. And 11 points, David Rose, 88. There's a lot of people now around 10 and 9 points. So if they get a a correct prediction, next couple of weeks will be up there. Yeah, absolutely. As always. Thanks for all your predictions. Loads and loads and loads yesterday. I find it it amazing how many we get. Amazing work. Hundreds. Hundreds. So let's move on to today as we round up this week's podcast.
1: Sunday the 16th of October. We caught, very well done by you by the way, that the ladies were in action. Uh, Their manager at FA coach Dan tweeted. He said simply, a game of two halves today for the LOFC women versus an organised impact ladies. They were the opponents. Comfortable first Fifteen in the first half, fell behind late in the first and then rallied to win the game 3-1. Great attitude to turn the game around. So from us, well done to the ladies and I'm hoping that that is just a one-off in terms of the coverage that they get because I know the club have made quite... um, a point about bringing the ladies in house and, and, and the coverage so hopefully we can get some more uh, reliable information about the games, who scored, what's going on and a little bit more of an update from the ladies Twitter feed.
0: Absolutely. So at 52 minutes, 16 seconds, let's wrap up this bad boy fantasy football update. So Chris Ragstaff, top of the Orient Outlook podcast fantasy football league is ahead of Eric Barker who's in second place. The tables are still updating as we record this, so it could be anyone's in a couple of hours. I'm currently in 239th place out of 355 players, but my keeper got me an assist today, so I'm going to be rolling in the points. However, like we said, table is still up to date. It will change shortly, so time for the Positives. And negatives of the week. Mr. Levy, you can do the positives this week. Okay,
1: so the positives that we're still second in the table. And with with the game in hand as well. You literally just took that off my tongue. Absolutely, (laughs) we have. We've kept a clean sheet. That's not easy against the Northampton side, despite the fact that their star striker wasn't playing. There's still no mugs.
0: We've kept the joint most amount of clean sheets. We've kept eight this season in 13 games. Eight in
1: 13, so only five teams have scored goals. That's joint with, I can't
0: remember who it is, someone else anyway, but... We would would have taken out start of the season. Amazing work. Million percent, million percent. And yesterday for the first game in thirteen, I think
1: no yellow cards. Yeah, no lovely players. stuff.
0: Yeah, negatives of the week. We've only got two this week. First of all, obviously we didn't win the game, hence two points drops, which is a critical way of looking at it. Secondly, is Idris El Mazzouni's injury. We still none the wiser. So we know it's his hamstring. Richie put on his best poker face. We'll see if he lines up against Carlo on next Saturday. Yeah. Fingers crossed that he does but we'll see absolutely so
1: the Carol, Longley, Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week we decided to take this one to Twitter and we nominated four players this week we put this vote to you we had a sneaky feeling as to who would yeah. uh, steamroll this one so we put up Theo Archibald Jordan Brown Dan Happy and Paul Smith from
0: yesterday's game uh, yeah after 211 votes in just 8 hours the winner with an overwhelming 71% of the vote here, it's Jordan Brown, so well done to Jordan Brown. Honestly, he was so good yesterday, yeah. Really good, well done to the young children. the highlight, the extended
1: highlights on the app as well, how you know he was involved in so here, much. there,
0: everywhere. Yeah, yeah, we're really good. So, this week's fixtures in two games for the O's first up. We host Chelsea under-21s in the last game of the Papa John's Trophy group stages. That's on Tuesday, the 18th of October. Basically, win and you progress, lose and you're out. You can't draw a game in the Papa John's. It no. goes to penalties. So, it does. basically, I think both teams will go through it. We'll see how we get on. We're, and like we said, we'll go through. If not, then we won't. Then On Saturday, 22nd of October, the O's make a huge, long journey to Carlisle United. Are having a pretty decent season. Yeah. They are six in League Two. They beat Doncaster 3 0 at home yesterday. Out of the last six, they've won four, drawn two, and lost zero. This will be a much tougher game I think than what Correct. we all would have expected. I mean, considering last year when they came to us in March, it's a relegation battle. Both teams look like they yeah. were going to struggle. Mm. But both teams having great seasons. If you're going, have a very safe journey. So, a very not one to do that. It's a schlap. Feel free to send us any tweets, photos. Anything you want to send us on your way there to as keep us sh- up entertained. a slap and three quarters, that, but especially <laughs> with dodgy trains
1: as well. So yeah, good luck is. and safe journey to everyone travelling. So as a sponsorship reminder, don't forget, if you're thinking of moving home, keep it in the Orient family. Save a few quid by uh, using trusted estate agents, Town & Country Essex. Call them on 01279 or 07528 471 Four nine seven, or you can contact them on Twitter at T&C Harlow or at Charlie underscore Paul with an E on the end. Yeah, so that is it, my friend. That That's is it. it. That,
0: thanks for joining us for episode 297. Another week, another point on the ball towards our end of season goal, which hopefully ends in automatic promotion. Northampton were always going to be a tough test and so proved even after... They went down to 10 men. But it's these tests we have to find ways to break deadlock, and it wasn't to be our day. And next week, no easy trip either. Carlisle United doing very well, and it's tied at the top of the league. So let's hope this time next week, we're talking about an O's win and three lovely welcome points coming home to East. London absolutely so if
1: you're listening on iTunes please subscribe give the podcast another 5 star rating we're up to 103 on iTunes 56, 56 on
0: Spotify so some lovely thank reviews you. coming in thanks Much to everyone you. who's done that this week it
1: really does help people that are casually interested in Orient to, to find us and to, to keep abreast of what's going on so thank you to everyone who's done that um, you can leave us a review on whatever platform you get your podcast from and if you're listening on SoundCloud Spotify TuneIn and Stitcher Add us to your favourites, and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also on smart speakers, and the Fan Hub app, so listening to us. Could not be easier. If you've got an older relative, a loved one, or an Orient chum who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them, and
0: pass the pod. Yeah, we'll be back with episode 298, getting closer to that 300 number, 298 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.